We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. Welcome in, Bears fans, to another edition of the Bear Report podcast. The countdown to the 2022 NFL Draft at the end of April continues on, and we're going to break down the latest on the Chicago Bears, hint, it's not much, as well as give you an interview with a draft prospect, Michael Badajo, out of Texas Southern, on this episode. Before we get into all of that, though, let me bring in my co-host, Aaron Lemming. Aaron, it's kind of a reoccurring thing, man. Um, patience, because the Bears are not really doing anything. They haven't signed anyone since the last time we talked. And it just kind of feels like they're content with what they got right now and going into the draft, what, what they have. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting draft cycle because as of right now, the Bears have 57 actual guys on the roster. I mean, that's not counting, obviously, Danny Trevathan and Tariq Cohen, who are June 1st cuts, and they are free to sign with whoever they want, but they still count against the Bears cap until June 2nd. So, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been, uh, it's been a very mild offseason um, after those first wave of cuts and then the Khalil Mack trade and then the, you know, the little wave of free agency that they have. But it seems like they're kind of standing pat. And at this point, I mean, it's kind of one of those you can look at it two different ways. You can either look at it as, you know, they're not going to pigeonhole themselves in the draft, uh, you know, or they're actually indeed pigeonhole, you know, pigeonhole themselves in the draft by simply not going out and addressing any of the other needs. Because, I mean, you can look all over this roster right now, receiver, offensive line, tight end, um, you know, you go over to the defense side of the ball, you can make an argument, you know, obviously they need at least another edge rusher. They probably need another interior defensive lineman. They need a multitude of corners and safeties at this point. So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how Ryan Poles wants to approach this because as of right now, um, they still need, I think it's two more free agents. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it's only one more free agent. Maybe it's just Akeem Hicks that needs to sign um, for something over $3 million, and that way the Bears would get that comp pick for Allen Robinson. Um, and then, obviously, after the draft happens is when the comp pick formula kind of goes away. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm kind of surprised Akeem Hicks hasn't signed yet. That's kind of hurting the Bears a little bit. They can either have him or uh, Jermaine Effetti. And, you know, Effetti had that, that, uh, you know, that meeting with Atlanta, and they haven't done anything since. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see 
how everything goes, you know, in that regard. And then just kind of, you know, the bears are kind of going in with a wide open approach. I mean, you can basically, they can take whatever position they want and it's going to be a position of need for them, which I think in some ways is good. Um, but it's also going to make post draft free agency a little bit more interesting because even if they don't want to be good this year, which it seems very clear that they don't, um, they still have a lot. And I mean, a lot of positions on this roster to fill. I think they have the lightest roster in the NFL right now. I mean, they haven't even broke, they, they haven't even broke 60 players yet. And obviously, you know, you go out, sign 20 undrafted free agents and you have the, let's just say they ended up with seven or eight draft picks. I mean, you're still, you're still needing a few guys and plus you can also cut some of those future guys. So it's going to be interesting to see how Ryan Poles handles this thing. But I do think over the next month or so, uh, I think we're going to kind of see how things are going to come together. Uh, You know, really, I mean, the draft is a little over three weeks away as we're recording this. So, I mean, it's coming up quick. Yeah, it is. It's going to be here before we know it. And you know, you're right. They, they still have some big needs. And then the three big ones that I keep pointing to are obviously wide receiver. You probably need two guys there. Offensive line, you probably need two guys at least there. And then defensive back, which you could argue you also need two guys. And they start to find another um, linebacker to, to play alongside Nicholas Morrow and Roquan Smith. You still probably need to find another starting safety because I, I just can't imagine they're going to go into the year um, you know, with what they have opposite of Eddie Jackson right now. And you could also argue that they probably should add to the defensive line a little more as well, maybe in a young rookie um, prospect from, from April's draft. So yeah, they, they, they have needs, man. Um, and like you said, you know, you're in this area now where you're waiting for a King Hicks sign. You hope it happens at the right number before the draft, because after the draft, you know, it's essentially no comp picks at all. And, you know, you're looking at after the draft, essentially guys, not a lot of big names left or going to be left. I think a few of the bigger names still out there will sign before the draft. But after that, it's just, it's going to be kind of just guys you're hoping just to fill the back end of your roster. Um, and until you have, you know, essentially those surprise cuts come training camp this summer. So, yeah, I think it's clear what Ryan Poles is and Matty Brafus's vision is. I think we've said it before where it's, you know, they're not going to call it a rebuild because they still have to sell tickets and merchandise and all that stuff, but they're looking at 2023 and they're going to have all their draft picks. They're going to have a lot of money to spend. You know, obviously the big move to kind of keep an eye out is, is what's Roquan Smith going to get in his contract extension. And if, if they can sign some more free agents. So yeah, just kind of boring so far, but the good news is it's going to ramp up here um, with the draft coming up in terms of positions of need. And we're going to start hearing a little more about who the bears are bringing in for a visit. And as that, you know, as the podcast is going on, you know, the Packers are bringing in George Pickens, a guy who's been rumored to um, the bears, like um, a wide receiver, they're bringing him in for a draft visit. So we'll see, but you know, it's just, it's kind of, it is what it is right now, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. And you know what's funny about free agency is there's still some quality names yep. out there. I mean, mm-hmm. Davion Clowney, Stephon Gilmore, uh, Tyron Matthew, Trey Flowers, J.C. Treader. Uh, I wouldn't count Julio Jones into that. He's more of name value. Uh, OBJ, but obviously there's some injury issues there. But I mean, you can kind of go down this list. Even a guy like Eric Fisher, Derek Williams, that, you know, those are names that could make sense. You know, pointed out Akeem Hicks, Sheldon Richardson, Dwayne Brown. I mean, obviously he's 37, but he's also still another guy, Will Fuller. Uh, Steven Nelson, somebody that I wouldn't mind the Bears targeting. Cole Beasley, eh, whatever. I mean, you know, but even like a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. But again, like there's still not top tier talent. 
per se, at least, you know, for the most part, but there is still some pretty good talent out there. So yeah, like you pointed out, man, I mean, there's going to be, it's, it's kind of interesting because I feel like since COVID happened, um, a lot of the publicized draft visits have kind of gone away a little bit, which, you know, obviously we don't know anything about the trends of what Ryan Poles is going to do in the draft. Uh, you know, because usually with Ryan, Ryan Pace, he usually met with his first two or three picks. Like there was a meeting in there somewhere that we kind of had an idea of what they were going to do. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of see how things end up panning out. I mean, obviously I think at this point in time, most, you know, NFL teams right now are focused completely on the draft. You may see a few small signings, but usually right around the time that the owners meetings happen. And after that, there's not going to be a whole lot going on on the free agency front, which is good because I mean, that means that the bears should be able to get some value guys, even if they aren't long-term pieces or even those one-year prove it type deals uh, that you would look for. And, you know, 26, 27, 28 year old guys, they can still fill out their roster and kind of see where they're at. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting few weeks just to kind of see obviously what happens within the draft and then what happens after um, they should be a prime destination for undrafted free agents, which is good because that's one thing that Ryan Pace kind of got away from the last few years was being able to have those impact guys like a Bryce Callahan, like a Cam Meredith. Um, you know, th- there's multitude of different guys, you know, Roy Roberts and Harris that also had, you know, an impact from an undrafted free agent standpoint. And those are the kind of players and pieces that the Bears are going to need, not really so much this year, but just moving forward. Those are the kind of players that the Bears are going to have to have on their roster producing for them. I mean, they just went after one of Ryan Bates, you know, as far as a restricted free agent because he was an undrafted free agent. So, yeah, it's um, it's definitely kind of a lull right now. Obviously, baseball is kind of kicking up. The weather's starting to warm up, at least here. I don't know if it is, you know, there in, in Chicago, but it's uh, the season's definitely changing. And before we know it, the draft will be here. No, uh, it's still cold and miserable here. <laughs> well, I guess it's fifty, but it's also windy. And last week it was like thirty something, and and it rained. It was like cold rain. So, yeah, it was pretty miserable um, the past couple of days, but. You know, you're right. Um, they're they're going to be, I believe, a destination for some undrafted free agent talent. Um, and who knows, you know, maybe we'll get to see, you know, when you have a roster like this, um, where you still have question marks, it's going to open up more competition for guys. And that's kind of the one positive, you know, maybe you can find an undrafted player that, you know, gets a chance and really surprises you. He doesn't have to wait and sit behind, you know, three to four guys in practice as he actually gets to go out there and perform. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see which ones they bring in and what, um, you know, what positions they target in drafted free agency. I'd imagine, you know, we'll learn a lot about Ryan Poles and his draft tendencies as well. We'll know a lot about um, the scouts and, and as well as the coaching staff with Matt Eberflus. More importantly, you know, the Bears were back at Hallis Hall too this, this week. And it looked like for the most part, a lot of the key guys, it was a voluntary camp, um, a couple practices, and, and a lot of the core guys you wanted to see there were there. I mean, you saw Justin Fields, you saw David Montgomery, you saw Roquan Smith. I believe Darnell Mooney was shown. I, I don't, I can't remember if they showed Jalen Johnson or not. Um, but yeah, a lot of the key guys were there. And you know, you look at a year ago last year when the Bears had a, a voluntary camp in, in May, there wasn't a lot of those core guys there at all. I mean, the whole defense pretty much sat out the practices and Alan Robinson wasn't there either. So I think there's excitement with this roster. I think that there is optimism, especially with the coaching staff and everything like that. I think the players are starting to really buy into this new regime. 
and they'll be back on the practice field. I guess the, the media wasn't allowed this past week, but media will be allowed in a couple of weeks. I believe it's right before the draft is their next session, which is also voluntary. So we'll kind of see um, who shows up and who, um, and who is there to, to participate in these practices here. Yeah, well, that's kind of the thing, I think, and I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I think everything's pretty much voluntary until I think it's like the beginning of June, June or like yep. the end of May, yep. you know, and that's that's usually about the time they have that one mandatory stretch there, and that's about it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy to think about because, yeah, the season just ended and the draft, you know, is about to happen, but not very long from now we'll be getting into those practices and then that lull where there's just not a whole lot going on until, you know, the end of July. Um, it's just kind of crazy to think that that's going to come up before we know it. And, you know, obviously we'll have a much better idea about this roster and, and, and what to kind of expect, uh, you know, moving into 2022. But for now we get to wait and probably have not much to talk about except for the draft, which, you know, obviously we kind of, we have, you know, our podcast and, you know, we'll dive a little bit into things, but I mean, really, you know, the, the, the bulk of the, the draft talk is always going to be with Andrew and you So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be a fun next few weeks, obviously, you know, just kind of got to get to the draft and see what happens. I, I don't know about you, but in terms of off season stuff, the draft is one of my favorite times of year. I'm really, really hoping that this is going to be the last time for a long time that the bears won't have, you know, won't have a first round pick. Hopefully that will change and they'll start having first round picks again, because three out of the last four years, the bears haven't had a first round pick and it kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, you know, at least last year when they did have it, they kind of did make the, uh, they did make the big move and surprised us all, which was nice, but you're right, man. No first round picks the last couple of years outside of last year. And it's just, oof. Uh, it is boring and it's brutal sitting there that Thursday night because you know, they're really not trading into the first round. It, it's very, uh, very unlikely, but you know, with that draft talk though, let's get into our interview. Um, this is a pretty good interview here. We had, Texas Southern defensive end, Michael Badajo. He's a guy that's getting looks from NFL teams, a graduate um, a student at Texas Southern. And the Bears are a team that's interested in him so far. So good stuff on this interview. Um, I think you guys will all enjoy it. And then following this interview, we'll be right back to kind of wrap things up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now joining us here on the Bear Report podcast is a special guest. He's an NFL draft prospect, defensive end Michael Badajo out of Texas Southern. Mike, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, let's kind of get into with your football background. When did you first know uh, you wanted to play football? Um, When did you know that you could take it professionally? And then kind of give us some background on you as well. Yeah, uh, I kind of fell in love with football uh, when it came to like my freshman year of high school. Pretty much when I got my first sack, uh, it kind of just made me want to get some more. And after that, you know, it kind of just rallied up and, you know, started hitting with college recruits and kind of went on from there. And I just fell in love with the game. I just never wanted to stop. Kind of just wanted to, you know, put my numbers up there and give motivation to the youth and for my city. Well, and what, you know, just kind of going into a little bit of, you know, you being an edge rusher, uh, who has been your most inspirational NFL player, either past or present, um, that you kind of mold your game after? Yeah, a guy like Khalil Mack, you know, I've been running my game with him for a long time, watching his film, using his technique and his skill work towards my game plan on the field. So, yeah, definitely Khalil Mack. And kind of to that point, um, you know, you're you're a guy that wants to get after the quarterback as well, and the Bears just traded Khalil Mack. For you, say, you know, if the Chicago Bears did take you in the draft, what would that mean for you to be the guy that they think can come in and replace Khalil Mack eventually down the line? Man, that means everything to me, you know. You know, being with anybody, it doesn't matter where I go, you know, it will just be that blessing in disguise, you know, just to get the opportunity to play, but – for them, you know, putting words like that to say, you know, I'm his replacement or coming in and making an impact, you know, that's that's huge because they see something in me. Well, and so far, I'm sure it's been a very hectic uh, pre-draft process So you for you so far. Um, I was just kind of curious, you know, speaking of the Bears, um, is the Bears one of the teams that you've met with? And if so, how have those meetings gone so far? Yeah, uh, it was a great meeting with them, you know, just talking about, you know, skills and off the field skills, even with schoolwork and with my GPA. So, you know, I'm glad I asked about school stuff because, you know, I'm I'm a guy that takes care of school first before I get to the field. So it was just, you know, those type of conversations. And looking at, you know, your background in college football, you started off at SMU, you ended up at Texas Southern for a couple of years now. What it mean for you, you know, to play in HBCU school? Um, and kind of maybe not pave the way, but maybe be another guy that goes from an HBCU school to the NFL. How do you feel like you can impact that in any way? Man, it's huge, you know, with the recognition that HBCU, uh, HBCU schools is getting right now. You know, you got to give your props to Deion Sanders with what he got going on and showing love at HBCU. So, you know, me being in that wave right now and is getting love, man, like I said, it's really nothing for me. I, I, I really want to pave the way for everybody else behind me that's in the next draft class or just even the younger guys, you know, anything I can do. Well, and speaking of, you know, the HBCU, uh, you also played in the HBCU Legacy Bowl. So I was kind of curious, just your overall experience, uh, were there any coaches that made big impacts on you? Um, Just your general thoughts on it. Yeah, that Legacy Bowl, uh, it was a blessing to be even a part of that, you know, being the first group to attend that and getting the exposure of all the coaches that came through, the scouts. You know, it was a blessing to even be with the players and, you know, build a relationship and a bond that will last me for a, lap, a lifetime. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway I take from that besides football was the career fair. They had about like 50 uh, companies there. And, you know, I took I took it all in, soaked it up. And like I said, it was a it was a really good time there. What have you learned so far from your time in college football, whether it be the year at SMU, um, the, the years at Texas Southern? Is there anything that you've improved on in your game? What, what kind of have you learned? Yeah, I think a big thing I improved on was just, you know, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable when it comes to just 
you know, drills that, you know, I always want to work hard on or just being able to be more vocal. You know, uh, when I came to Texas Southern, uh, the team and the coaches and the players wanted me to be a team captain. So that, you know, that was huge for me to get that opportunity. But it was more work for me to be more vocal because I was a guy that kind of leads by example. So, you know, working on that and perfecting my craft with that, you know, it was just a great time there. What is the what is the pre-draft uh, process been like so far? It seems like you've been pretty busy. You've been reading up a little bit on you. It seems like you've had uh, you know multiple meetings with multiple different teams, including the Texans as well. Um, so what have you taken away so far? It seems like it's probably been quite a whirlwind for you. Yeah, so this has been a lot every day, probably like you know every hour or so. Somebody's calling me and we're having conversations. You know, sometimes you know you just sit down and think about. It. You just look up and just like you thank God for putting you in this position to get this much recognition and at that point you know you can only put your head down and just keep going and what are you learning what are teams telling you what are they saying about your game um, maybe where they think you might go in the draft stuff like that yeah they definitely see well the person they would ask me they would ask me what type of player do they think I am and uh, I would tell them that I'm a very violent player and that I'll run to the ball no matter what. You know, if it's across the field, I'll get over there and play till the whistle is blown. Uh, majority of the teams are telling me to they'll push me out there as a linebacker for like three, four, or if it's a four down, they'll put me down as an edge rusher on third down packages. Yeah, and I'm sure, man. I'm sure it's been <laughs> it's been a pretty wild process. Uh, what's the best advice or the the, the you know the, the advice that you've taken? to heart so far through this pre-draft process, you know, like, you know, obviously we talked about the legacy bowl, uh, but just in terms of, you know, talking to these teams and kind of getting a feel for, you know, what your future could be like, what have you taken away from that? Yeah. A lot of those things, you know, you just got to soak it up and just be a sponge, you know, in, in that, in that situation. So my part is just listening and just learning and kind of just watching what the, the vets are doing. You know, obviously, sometimes I don't get in contact with them, but you see how they put their stuff on social media, being smart with what they're doing. So I kind of just be a sponge and just soak up everything. And, you know, looking at HBCU prospects, um, you know, you were second team all SWAC last year. Who is probably the best guy you've shared the field with or maybe the best prospect that, you know, someone really hasn't heard of that, you, that you've played with? Yeah, you know, you got guys like Tim Walton was a defensive end that I played with. Uh, you got another guy, Kashawn Fazier, defensive end. Uh, we got a guy, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Giles, uh, wide receiver, and a cornerback, uh, Josh Murray. Uh, you, you know, these type of guys are just some go-getters that, you know, they didn't really get the opportunity of getting a lot of scouts showing love to them. But, you know, all it takes is that one team to show love to them. And once they get the opportunity, they're going to take advantage of it. And just kind of, you know, reading a little bit about you and what you've been up to so far, uh, it sounds like you've also had some uh, some CFL workouts as well. Um, just kind of talk about the balance between, you know, the, the CFL and the NFL and, and, and trying to balance, you know, having the CFL there as well, but also being in the draft process uh, with the NFL. How has that been? Yeah, so my agency is doing a really good job of kind of just – you know, giving me a, a schedule, a calendar, where to go and how things are going to go. Uh, it's, it's been pretty smooth, you know, sometimes it get hectic. But, you know, it's a blessing to get that opportunity from a scout to let you know, like, hey, come to our workout. We're going to wave this workout. We're going to have you do this and that. And then after that, you know, when everything's done, come back and talk to us and, you know, expect a call from us, this, that, and the third. You know, and it, it's, it's an amazing feeling just the fact that, 
not only that, I'm getting in love with NFL, but I'm also getting in love with CFL. Outside of football, man, what do you like to do? I, I know you said you go to class all the time, you study hard, but what do you like to do in your free time? Or you watch TV, any good shows you're watching, any favorite movies or anything like that? Yeah, I'm a laid back guy. I like watching Power. Uh, some of my friends tell me to start watching Power. Okay. So I'm watching Power right now. Uh, I'm a guy, I like suspenseful movies. So I like watching stuff like that, you know, documentaries. Um, and I'm a car guy, so I'm a big car freak. I like adding stuff to my car. Uh, you know, always washing and wiping it down. Everybody always see me outside, just like, dang, you don't ever leave your car alone, you know? So I just put too much work in that car, but that's pretty much all I'd be doing outside of football. What is, uh, what's your dream car? What, like, if you could get one car, man, what's your dream car? I want a Lamborghini, man. Okay. I definitely want a Lamborghini. <laughs> that's a quality okay. choice. That is a quality choice. So are you still in the DFW area right now? Are you back training? Is that where you're, where you're at? Uh, right now I'm in Houston. Okay. I'm training yeah. right here. So you got to avoid all the tornado mess last night because that's actually where I'm at. I'm in DFW, and that was not fun at all. So um, my last question, and I'm sure, you know, Zach probably has a few more for you, but what does your training regimen uh, kind of look like throughout, uh, you know, throughout your your playing career, and how has that changed, uh, you know, trying to transition in the NFL? Yeah, a big thing with that was my channel came to me and said we had to take care of my body. So we do a lot of recovery you know, even uh, after the workouts, we do a lot of recovery with stretching, uh, massages, Normatex, dry needling, a lot of things that, you know, that'll, you know, help my body perform better. Uh, then when you go to the training, majority of the time, it's not really more of that, you know, heavy lifting like you do in college. It's more so of like, you know, medium their weight, but a lot of reps, you know, and working on the little things like ankle mobility and stuff like that. So, and I, I like that process because that's something different. Yeah. So, so for me, one of my final questions here is you mentioned Khalil Mack and you, you, he's your favorite player. You model your game after him. Is there anyone else that, that you watch or is there anyone that you grew up watching that you, that you'd like to model your game after as well? Yeah. I got two other guys. You got TJ Watt, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, when I was talking to other uh, scouts, they see me as a guy who dropped down that three, four, kind of like what TJ Watt was doing. Uh, and Aaron Donald, uh, when they watched my film, when I moved around, I was playing the whole D line from two I to three tech. Um, they like how versatile I can be, you know, getting to the quarterback and you know just getting to that set. Mike, man, we really appreciate the time. Um, is there anything else you want to tell the listeners out there? Yeah, man. You know, whoever you know, whoever listens to this, or you know, whoever it gets to, you know, my name is Michael Bajo. You're getting a guy that's a go getter. You know, and w- whenever I get that opportunity, you know, I'm gonna take advantage of it. It's not a lot of guys out here that play edge rusher, D line linebacker, and that loves the game so much and is able to go get it. So, you know, to the guys out there that's training, you know, they're turning their butt off for the next season uh, in college or with NFL, whoever's listening. You know, you know, I'm praying for everybody. I'm trying to make a way for everybody, and I'm doing whatever I can. Well, Mike, just to just to let you know, the last edge rusher slash defensive <laughs> lineman that we had on this podcast was Max Crosby right before he came out. So maybe you coming on this podcast is going to be a good omen, and maybe we'll be able to, you know, here in a few years, we'll be able to say, hey, we had him on our podcast, and now he's blowing up and getting a huge contract too. So we wish you nothing yes. but the best. Yep. Uh, very inspirational. Uh, very excited for you and, and can't wait to see what's next. Man, like I said, I truly appreciate y'all having me on the show, man. Hope to build more connection with you guys and anybody else. I truly appreciate it. For sure. Thanks, man. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And once again, that was our interview with Texas Southern defensive end Michael Badajo, a guy to keep an eye on. Um, the, the Bears have shown some interest in him, as he said there in the podcast interview. And he is a guy that, you know, sounds like when he gets his chance, he's going to make the most of it. And, you know, not only a good guy overall, but someone that gets it done in the classroom as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to follow the process over the next few weeks. And kind of like we talked about, you know, it, there's a few interesting aspects to him, you know, as a player, as a prospect, how it ties to the Bears. One, because, you know, he's emulated his game after Cleo Mack, who's obviously now gone. Yeah. And what kind of irony would that be if, uh, you know, he just kind of came in and he was the guy, you know, that came in and replaced him. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to kind of follow that and kind of watch somebody uh, like him who's going to be kind of balancing, you know, the CFL between the NFL and how that's all going to work out. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to follow. Um, I'm definitely excited to kind of see see what happens with him. And then obviously, you know, just kind of follow his career. And hopefully again, like we pointed out, you know, hopefully he'll follow in the uh, footsteps of Max Crosby and, you know, we'll be that good luck charm and he'll be getting a new big, huge contract here in a few years and we can, you know, have him back on and, and reminisce about old times. And hopefully that's in Chicago. That'd be, that'd be really nice because now we'd have a connection there. Um, Aaron, where can everyone follow you on Twitter at? Yep, you can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL, and you can read my work on thebearreport.com. And you can follow the Bear Report on Twitter at just Bear Report. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on all major podcasting platforms. It helps us and it helps our Picks for Polls podcast, which is our draft podcast run by Usaid and Andrew. They do a good job breaking down prospects and positions every week. And until next time, everyone, please stay safe. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.